All right, welcome back to The Drift. We're here with our regular guest, Clint Allen, from uh, Towboat US and uh, out of New Bedford, Massachusetts. And you've had a busy couple of weeks. Tis the season, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. one storm after another. One storm after another. So we had one of these cyclone bomb things or whatever they call them these it's days come through old school what do you call it <laughs> a storm <laughs> just a good noise a good old storm yeah yeah it, now they I, I laughed because i talked to somebody yesterday about it and i said now they have a name and it was an insurance uh, agency right. actually and i'm like yeah they've got a name for everything now yeah. <laughs> you know yeah but exactly it was a good old storm right so right. after that storm you guys get really busy and what we're going to talk about on this podcast is what to do after the storm, after a major hurricane or just a nor'easter or, or the kind of activity that we just recently saw. Mm-hmm. And I guess the first question would be, so you, we've done a few segments on how to prepare for a storm, how to prepare for a hurricane and, uh, right. and how to get your boat ready and address your marina and everything else. So then you go away and you let the storm hit. And it's best to stay away, right? Once you've secured yeah. your lines and yeah. tied yeah, down and you've done everything you can do, you're not going to beat Mother Nature. Right, right. Um, when is the good time to say, all right, the storm's over? Uh, and I'm sure you would suggest wait until the storm's over. We don't mm-hmm. need any heroes down at the marina walking on docks that are flying around right. and rolling around. Um, to get out there and see if your boat is okay. Look into it. Well, as as soon as it's safe to do so, you mm-hmm. should you should uh, go down and assess the damage of the right. marina, your boat, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, you know whatever whatever it is. But as quickly as as possible. Again, not during the storm, because you're just asking for trouble. Right. But quickly, right after the storm. First thing, I was out at uh, after the storm, uh, six o'clock in the morning. I headed out to check all my boats. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you can. Now, when do you guys, when do you guys sort of hunker down? Because you let the storm go as well, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there are some instances where we'll go out in the storm, mm-hmm. uh, only if it's safe to do so. We're not going to risk. And I mean, it, obviously, it isn't safe to be on the water at 50 mile an hour winds. Right. But with our expertise, we sometimes push the envelope and, and we do get underway. Again, what's safe in our eyes and we will sometimes be out right at the height of the storm. So inside so, the harbor, we're not going out in the middle of Buzzards Bay. Right. So for the boat owner, um, do you call? You, would you recommend calling your marina, calling authorities, or just waiting for an all clear before you go down there? Because a marina can be a dangerous place after a oh, storm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, absolutely. So yeah, you may not be allowed to get in. Uh, they may block off the entrance to get in and, uh, you may have to show proof that you have reason to be down in mm-hmm. the marina. Uh, I remember back in, uh, I guess it was Bob, uh, and Padenarum, they had the roads blocked off. You, you couldn't even get into Padenarum village. Right. And I suppose I didn't at the time I was just, uh, gawking like everybody else was, but I suppose if you had proof that you had a vessel that you needed to check on maybe they'd let you pass but mm-hmm. you're not just freely driving around in these damaged storm damaged areas so you may have to provide proof that you you belong there and you getting to your boat is probably not going to be priority in the eyes of the authorities following a storm right 
Right, and that's the problem. That's that's exactly right because right. there may be down wires or mm-hmm. uh, the roads may not be safe to pass. They're just not going to allow you to go. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. You know, it's just no. You can't. I don't care if you have proof or not. You're not coming down here. You know. Right. So you could encounter that. And if that's the case, well, it's not, you know, you try and just keep trying. Maybe come back four hours later and see if the road's cleared or mm-hmm. what have you, you know. So it's all up to the authorities, all right. up to the uh, higher, <laughs> higher uh, hierarchy. Yeah. Who's responsible uh, to protect my boat from further damage after this? So let's say a storm hits, all right? I've lost some lines. As a matter of fact, in that, in that last storm, we... Uh, we lost some lines on our boat down at, down at the marina, and mm-hmm. we were able to get down there. It wasn't that bad a storm. Keep an eye on it. We saw from from land that it was missing some lines and right. and, and uh, doubled up a few more. And it's amazing how the movement of those docks and the power of that wind can shave through a line. Right. You don't think so. Right. It's repetition. But it's away it goes. Continuous yeah. all night. Sure. Yep. So you're lucky that, and that's, you know, I guess that's part of it too. You want to, it's your property. You want to protect it. So if you can, if it's safe, and again, this is all the the main factor is, is it safe? Mm -hmm. Can you walk down? I saw a guy at at your marina, uh, a video of him, and I'll tell you what, man, he was an acrobat just to get down the docks. Right. It was it could be right. life-threatening. You get thrown off into the cold water or bang your head or what have you. I mean, right. but the docks were just rocking and yeah, rolling. Rocking. And it was almost where a point where he should have been crawling. Right. But he didn't. He was walking and he, he managed to make it down. Yeah. And I was fascinated. I said, wow, man, that's risky. But you're going to protect your property mm-hmm. if you can do so safely. It, it's kind of on you to, to protect your property. So if you can double a line up that you see a line's chafe through and right. you can get down to it safely. And know? we can, as we've talked about on numerous occasions, can't stress enough, do all that before the storm. Be if you prepared, did it before, but you noticed during, and you can, again, safety is the mm-hmm. main thing. It's not worth risking injury or your life even in some cases to go save uh, something that's insured so certainly safety is number one so the storm passes and and now again when do i say i'm going to go down to my boat i'm going to check it out and who's responsible for preventing further damage maybe i've taken on water maybe i'm partially sunk maybe i've got lost lines is my marina responsible for that, or do I just let that go and hope for the best until I can get to the boat and then file the claim, or what's the best bet there? Well, so ultimately you're responsible, uh, and the insurance companies are expecting you mm-hmm. to do as much as you can post-storm. Again, safety is number one, but if you if it's calm, usually it's calm the next right. day after a blow, so you get down to your boat and you see that you're... Uh, do you have water in your bilge and mm-hmm. it's up above your batteries or what have you? It's you should try and pump it out. Keep keep the property safe. Uh, if it's in driven ashore, perhaps right. and vandals or, or looters mm-hmm. could come. So you you should take your electronics off. There's many things that you responsible to do. And a marina can be a hostile environment after a storm. I mean, this isn't a place. So many people after a storm hits, they, it seems like the sightseers are out. You mm-hmm. see lines of traffic with people going out right. to see, you know, what the storm brought. And you can encounter down power lines. You can encounter um, sharp objects. Objects You can encounter a lot that we shouldn't be around. So the, yeah. so the plan is this. Try to find your boat. Get back to your boat. But 
don't bring the kids and the pets and pack a lunch and make a day out of it. Right. This is this is a serious situation, correct? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to be uh, putting your family in danger. So go down again. Safety number one. But uh, sure, there could be one of the biggest things that we find is uh, electrical sh- could be uh, the electrical right. on the dock could be compromised. And so that that do- that entire dock then could be charged. Sure. Sure. Or right. you reach into the water, you see something, you reach into the water, the water could be. Right. It, you, you, the electrical shock is not so significant in, mm-hmm. in saltwater environment, but freshwater, you can get electrocuted. So there's another. We had a, a marina fire one time, a boat caught on fire, and unbeknownst to all of us, it, it actually burned the wiring, but not to a point where it was burned, burned, but it was burned enough right. that they were arcing out. And mm-hmm. it was uh, it was live, yeah. And so the water's live. The docks could be live. A lot of stuff live. So that was a scary situation, and we found it like almost accidentally, uh, just as we approached. And thank mm-hmm. God that we noticed it because who knows, you know, somebody. So yeah, it's etched in my mind now. That anytime I go down to a marina after a storm, electrical is number one. Right. Most marinas, like the marina owner, will shut the power down. Yep. Uh, after a storm, mm-hmm. if there's damage, of course, you know, and just for preventative measures, even though there may not be a, an actual live wires or anything, shut it down. That's a good safety safety feature, you know. So once once the storm has passed and it's safe to do so, you head down your marina. You might want to think about bringing a few things, right? Some tools. Um, you might want to think about certainly bringing proof of ownership, right? Real important, the ownership. Right. I mean, the local marina is going to know who you are. Mm-hmm. But as I said, sometimes the roads are blocked right. prior to getting to the marina. Yeah. And if the conditions are passed, the, the police are mostly there for, like you said, sightseers. You're going to have all kinds of sightseers. So right. if you have proof and say, hey, listen, my boat's down the, down the road here and I need to, I, I'd like to get access and they'll let you, more than likely, they'll let you pass unless there's significant trees down and power lines and so on. Sure. In all likelihood, they'll let you go. So pack a little kit, maybe some duct tape, some essential tools that you might need. Mm-hmm. Certainly bring your, your phone or your smart device. You're going to probably have to take some photos. Right. Some additional lines if you do have to secure lines. Um, all good things to think about because you're going to be, you could be removing mud and, right. and salt and debris from your boat. And, you know, if you go down and your boat made it through the storm and it's unscathed, well, f- and mm. f- fantastic. But uh, number one, you're right, if it's damaged in any way, shape, or form, pitches and call your insurance company yeah. right, right away. First, first order of business and, and get the claim process rolling. And get some, you know, have, think about, um, you know, don't head down there in your shorts and sperries. Let's, you know. Time to work, man. Some jeans, some boots, some gloves. It's time <laughs> right. to work. Yeah, Unless right. you're the kind of guy that can write the check and find somebody <laughs> to do it for you, but yeah. most of them are not, you know. And some are. You know, some people and, do, and you know, maybe it's better that they don't get involved right. in some cases. You know mm-hmm. that your boat's in, in you know, and damaged and peril, maybe half sunk. Just stand back and call your, in- same yeah. thing, though. Number one, call your insurance company. Get the ball rolling. Get the yep. claim process started. Yep. And they, they, and companies like um, Boat US and the like, they mm-hmm. have sort of um, quick response teams, right? What are those teams that go out? Like they'll, 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 um, 
they'll deploy to an area where a storm has hit right. and set up local shops. Catastrophic to, loss teams. There you go. Catastrophic yeah. loss teams. Yeah. The cat team, they call right. them for, for sure. So what do those guys do? They come in and... So, yeah, they're uh, surveyors in some cases or just... Uh, they they know the boating industry. They know damages. What what the insurance companies are looking for in a, in a huge storm. Again, we use Florida as example. Right. We don't get them up here, but when you have a hundred boats up on the beach, mm-hmm. these fellows will go down and start assessing what okay. kind of damage, what needs to be done to remove the boat in all likelihood, what mm-hmm. kind of equipment's needed, and so on and so forth. And they get the list gun. And the next call is to the local salvage companies. Right. They know what we can do. They know what the next company can do. There are crane companies available. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of what the CAT team does in advance. Size up what's what needs what kind of equipment do we need to to you know to get this all rectified. So how do you? Um, so let's say my marina starts to work on. Some, I guess my question is this: So I come down to my marina. Let's say my boat has been banged around. There's some additional line. My marina has stepped in and helped out to secure some line. I'm getting some help from them. At what point do I say, well, hold off, let me get my tow company or my salvage company, let me call my insurance company, because then I could be getting billed by all of these folks who come in and try to help, right. so you, to speak. You should, as I said, the first thing, you should call your insurance company and notify mm-hmm. them. Okay. Let them... Right out of the gate. Let the, Exactly. Let right. them do the uh, deciding on who they want to hire, uh, because there are sometimes, if you do the hiring or say, yeah, go ahead and take care of my boat, the marina you're in, their billing may not be in accordance with what the insurance company would have liked. Okay. But however, the work's been done now, so they kind of owe the marina, and it's like, geez, this is this bill is outrageous. Okay. We have sort of industry standards that we follow. Okay. So when we get hired by Boat US, they kind of expect what my bill is going to be. Mm-hmm. Again, industry standards. Okay. Uh, so if you let some, un, just anybody salvage your boat, the bill could be astronomical right. and the insurance right. company is right. not going to be happy. Right. So Clint, that's a good point. Somebody comes and you think they're helping you out. They may be from your marina or from another company. Before right. you know it, they're hitting with a, you with a bill that your insurance company won't or, take. Or you'll find that they're not really capable of doing the, the work properly, right. you know. Right. Uh, I just, in, in this recent storm, we had uh, one of the boat owners approached me, and they had, <laughs> I, I had my game plan all set. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the boat owner appeared, and they had a whole different game plan in their mind. Right. And basically I told them, I said, listen, I said, we've been hired by Boat U.S. Mm-hmm. I understand it's your boat and you own the vessel. Ultimately right. you sure. sort of are in control. But Boat U.S. has contacted me and they've hired me. And the reason they've hired me is because they trust me. So just relax. We're going we're to get this done professionally with no damage or further damage to your vessel. I know this is a, you know, it's a stressful day for a boat owner. So we're, you're in good hands now. So next scenario, head down to my marina to see how I fared. Mm-hmm. And my boat's not there. So it's broken mm-hmm. free. It's right. taken off. It's somewhere else. What do I do? So it's funny you say that one because that was the f- very first phone call of the morning. Mm-hmm. About 6 o'clock in the morning, my phone rang, and the fellow said, my boat is off my mooring. 
Was it a 15-foot whaler? Because no, there was no, one on no, my marsh, no, by no, the way. We did get that one eventually. You did get that one? Okay. But, yeah. This first phone call, he said, my boat's gone. And again, yeah. I'm sympathetic right off the bat. I know we've had sure. a big storm. This is Absolutely. not going to be the last phone call we get. And I told him, well, Cap, uh, there's not much I can do for you. I said, you find the boat and we'll be over as quickly as we can. But until you locate it, we can't, uh, there's not much we can do. So in other words, he was asking if we were going to go out and search for it. And I told him it's not conducive. I said, it's still 50 mile an hour gust and it's not safe to be on the water. So they're going to wait until they get a call from somebody who says, hey, there's a boat washed up. And and actually a few hours later, he called the office back and he had located it. it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't far. It was maybe a quarter of a mile. He just didn't could not see it in the morning when, from his vantage point. So later on, he searched some more, and he found it eventually. And we removed it for him later on in the afternoon. So let's say I have a larger vessel, and it, it's it's broken free, and it washes up ashore, far ashore, which can happen. Obviously, mm-hmm. these tides are higher than normal, right. and they can be washed up on the marshes or beaches or whatever. Um, how do I secure that? Like, what do I do? Is Does my insurance company cover security for the boat do i have to we've talked about looters and and folks who might come and and try to you know there there are these people who think they're they're old i don't know if you want to call them salvage laws on the books that hey if the boat washes up on my marsh or in my yard it's my boat a lot of misunderstanding along those lines so how, how do i secure what what are what are those rules and laws and how do i secure a boat if it does wash up on a piece of marsh that I can't access or in somebody, on somebody's private beach. Right. So, again, depending where it's located, you want to try and uh, make your way down to the boat. And most, most uh, if you live on the beach, most bo- uh, landowners or uh, homeowners are going to allow you access to go on their property. I always knock on the door first and ask, can I get to your backyard and, mm-hmm. you know, just cut through without, you know, asking sure. permission. But most people are going to be, realize the situation and allow you to go down to it. So what I do, number one, is if you think it's in an area uh, where it could get looted, and that's mm-hmm. very, very possible, and number one, call your insurance company again. Good. But ask them, can I hire a security company? Or, or anyone, can someone there 24 hours that I'm going to need to pay, a caretaker, anybody, and ask the insurance company, will they provide for that? So, you know, if you have a 20-footer that washes ashore, you can pull most of what is of value off the boat. But, this, you know, you could have a 40, 50-footer that washes ashore, and it's right. going to be there for quite some time, and there are valuables on that boat, things of worth oh, that sure. could be looted off, right? Sure. So, again, it seems like the common thing you've had here is, Call your insurance company as soon as possible and ask, and that's a good point. Ask it, because look, post-storm, if you call the police and tell them, could you keep an eye on my boat? Again, they've got other things going on. Bigger fish to fry, um, right? But that, that, that's new to me for, for an insurance company to say, yeah, we'll put a security person on. We'll, yeah. You know, we know that. And they, in all likelihood, vessel. they'll provide for it. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to remember that you're, you're saving them money. If you can protect your uh, your investment, right. you're also protecting their investment. So a security guard or, like I said, just a, a caretaker, anybody that w- is willing to help out on an hourly basis, mm-hmm. you can't be up you know, through the night. You've got enough stress going on sure. with what's going on. So, yeah, you hire somebody and they'll, they'll watch the boat for you. We've done it before in the past. Uh, when I get involved with a salvage, 
uh, once I'm involved or hired by the insurance company, I basically am liable for anything that goes wrong. So I can't just leave the boat unattended in a bad, you know, an area where it's suspect. Mm-hmm. I have to protect it. So we've hired people and, and had a guard 24 hours so until then, we can get to it. You know? So then we find the boat, we assess it, we start to do, you know, the basics. Obviously, if our boat is at the marina, let's get a, and, we, and we're at a point where we can have access, we get aboard. Probably make sure our bilge pumps are working and all the basics are done. Lines are reapplied. Things are tightened up. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any damage, uh, you know, again, get in touch with the insurance company. If you feel there's still sinking issues involved, you should probably flag that as well. But then you come in. So call towboat, call your insurance company. You guys come in and, and you try to get that vessel secured however you can, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And... Um, towed back to to its port or to a safe place let's talk a little bit about um some technique for that we've got a viral video going around that you and you and your team videotaped in <laughs> in uh yeah. in uh writing a ship again yeah. so giving away trade secrets yeah yeah so <laughs> tell me about it that video amazed and i think the reason why it went viral is that so many folks are amazed by it because yeah. you you see a boat overturned like that and you figure there's no way I, right. how do you how do you write this shit? Right, right. how do you, it's filled with water but it's not really filled with water is it yes i, I suppose there's some air pocket underneath mm-hmm. you know but uh that technique is called par buckling is is the all right walk us actual. through it but so, don't go away any trade secrets. <laughs> you can walk us through. Yeah, yeah. But this is not just just for for um, any of the viewers at home. This is not a do-it-yourself thing. This is something for yeah, a, yeah. a trained. Yeah, and person. actually, it's a it's a pretty dangerous maneuver too, as well. So, uh, yeah, you don't try it at home. You know, and and we often we don't post them a lot just for that reason. Mm-hmm. You know, next storm we'll have some you know some fella trying to do it himself and end up sinking his own boat it, it, it's a very very stressful on our equipment uh and the 25 foot boat is that was a 25 foot uh center console or actually a walk around but uh that's about the limit uh, that you can do okay they start getting bigger than that they just don't want to they just don't want to roll over you so know? you're not going to tell me how you do it no all right we'll watch that video again we'll keep a good eye on that and see how you figure it out my cameraman was it's funny that he was the diver actually that was on board with us and and he videotaped it and uh he's at a nice angle after i saw it he's yeah well you can't really see what i'm doing right uh, (laughs) with the lines you know all right but uh pretty good yeah all right we're gonna ask our followers to comment on this post as to how you think it was done. <laughs> and then Clint will tell you, he won't tell you. Yeah, right yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> All right, let's talk about one last thing, um, indoor storage. We see some of it in New England, not as much as we see in other states and along other waterways. But mm-hmm. um, So your boat's either on the hard during a storm or stored indoor. On the hard, there can be sometimes a false sense of security, right? You're like, mm-hmm. my boat's on land, but... Right. How close to the water is it, and is it tied down? Right, right. If it does, if water does come up and rise to the level um, that your boat's going to float off the stands, it's a possibility. Are you prepared for it? Yeah, yeah, it's a possibility. And there was a video on. I don't remember if it. I don't think it was the nor'easter 
prior to this one. It might have been uh, earlier. I mean those tornadoes summer. that came through Cape Oh, Corn. that's exactly what yeah. it was. That's right, yeah. down the Cape. And yep. oh, I'll tell you what, I don't think they blew off, but there mm. were two up on the rack storage. They looked like maybe 25 to 28-foot right. boats. And almost that wind got a hold of them and, and just mm-hmm. pushed them pushed them right to the very edge of the of the stanza. It was, oh, I'd say 20 feet in the air, right. so the boat's going to be totaled if it falls off. So just because you're stored ashore, not necessarily safe, you know. A lot of folks don't use chains on the stands. They don't chain the stands together. Right. Um, right. And they assume, well, again, it's on land. I don't have to worry about it. But there mm. are concerns there. And you may want to talk to, if you are in an, uh, in a rack system and in, into a storage Take, take a look around that building, and is it a newer building? Is it the kind of structure that's been around for right. 50 years? Is, does, does it look like the kind of building that could sustain a hurricane? And what are the insurance implications there, too? Are you covered? Right. Does, does your storage company have the coverage, or is that yeah, covered? Yeah, that's right. You so. know, if, if, you're, if you're on the hard, are you covered by... Mm-hmm. Your hull insurance or, you know, so there are a lot of questions to ask. I think there's sort of a false sense of security in and the minds of a lot of people. those are all the questions you want answered prior to right. the storm. Your boat goes, yeah, right. You lose your boat. It was in hard storage and, you know, the old time owner comes out and says, oh, no, I don't really have insurance for that. And, you know, <laughs> right. Well, so right. I, yeah. I just think it comes back to asking those basic questions all the time, mm-hmm. you know, um, insurance. Let me figure out what my policy... You should know what your policy is and what that's about. Right, but sometimes they're confusing, and reading the policy is difficult to decipher. Sometimes it's best to call, Hmm. and now you're speaking with someone, and you can understand versus reading the policy. It might be some legal jargon in there that you're just not familiar with. So you think you're covered, and then... You realize, you mm-hmm. know, that you're not, you know. I had it happen one time on one of my policies that uh, <clears throat> I was making sure that I have pr- proper protection for when a diver works for me. And uh, I read my policy over and over, and I thought I was. And mm-hmm. I got a expert, insurance expert, and they said, no, 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 no. You're misunderstanding the way you're reading this. Mm. And uh, I wasn't even covered for what I thought I was. Right. But I, 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 by reading it, I thought I was. And a good insurance person will be straight up with you about how much insurance you right. need. Right. I always get a little leery about that. I, I hate asking an insurance guy how much insurance I need because they sell insurance. But a good guy from a reputable company will right, give you but this you straight know what? up on Yeah, that. exactly. They're, they're trying to sell insurance, and they're, obviously they're working on a uh, – they're getting a percentage mm-hmm. of selling this pre, you know, this policy to you. Most most people are honest, but right. sometimes they don't know themselves. Right. They sure. think, you know, this and that. We had, again, this storm. It happens every time or every year. Uh, we had a fellow that had a rider on his homeowner's policy, and his boat sank up in Westport, and uh, he wasn't properly covered. Yeah. And he had some out-of-pocket expense. And his parting words to me, after everything squared away, we raised the boat, and, uh, you know, he said, I'll never do that. It'll never happen again. I made a mistake putting a rider on my own homeowner's policy, mm. you know. And we try to reach out to as many people as we can ahead right. of time at right. boat shows and stuff sure. like that. If the subject comes up, I said, don't get a, a homeowner's policy. I mean, I work for Boat U.S., and it's not the reason that I suggest Boat U.S. to everyone, 
I suggest getting a Boat US insurance policy because it's the best in the industry. Mm-hmm. It, you're fully covered Absolutely. when the event happens, not, yeah. oh, well, that's not covered. Oh, this isn't covered. Uh, at, at the cost of a couple of dinners at the marina. That's right. You know, really, when that's you right. think about it. But the, the policy is based, it's a true, the word I use, it's a true marine policy. Right. And a lot of the other policies may be a marine policy, but there's, this has been uh, neglected or that's been neglected. Boat US is in the business of insuring boats. Mm-hmm. So I at least tell people, at least go get a bid from them and, sure. and find out, you know, but you want to be co- covered properly. And again, I told this fellow, I felt bad. You don't want to find out after the fact that you mm-hmm. weren't properly insured. So right. do it, do it from day one. Well, Clint, let's hope. We never have to use any of this information that we just gained on the, on this discussion. <laughs> right. All right. Right. Yeah. Let's and, hope uh, so. Right. And you're still not going to tell me how you write. The, no. Write that <laughs> That's a trade secret, right? I'll have to kill you. <laughs> all right, Clint. Great. Clint Allen, yep. Towboat US, here all the time with us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for the invitation. No problem. Presented by Sociable, original social media programming.